It's time for the Noble Capital Radio Hour with the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area and beyond. Featuring the Vice President of Noble Capital Wealth Management, Jess Hamill, and Financial Advisor, Jonathan Berkland. Here's your host, Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland, the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. Jess is the Vice President of Noble Capital Wealth Management. Jonathan Berkland is an advisor with the team as well. And we've got a really good topic to talk about next on the show here. We're talking about that final decade, that last decade of your working life, and why it's so important for a retiree or somebody approaching retirement, obviously, to be ready from the planning perspective. I want to talk with you guys today about some of the things that people should be addressing during that final 10-year period of their working life. And I think first thing on the list, certainly, has to be that you've really got to decide what's important to you. And that's a broad question. How does that usually play out in your office when you meet with folks? Well, unfortunately, that last decade, people uh, were having to redirect them to even get to that spot. When they come in the door, they're still in the accumulation mode. They're not really thinking about retirement um, from the same way we do from an income standpoint. So I don't know that most of them really know what's important. They're just trying to accumulate as much stuff as they can and then figure out how to distribute that into a useful uh, income stream for them in retirement. Yeah, and, and I'd say, you know, we get situations across the board, you know, people retiring, you know, at 50, people retiring at, at 70. Um, and, you know, that, that means different things in your retirement from a life expectancy standpoint. And, of course, you know, people have different uh, things they want to do with their retirement. You know, some people are, are totally fine sitting at home on the couch watching TV and, and, and doing that. And other people want to want to hit the slopes and, and have a great time, you know, skiing or whatever. So um, having in mind what is important to you, what you want to do, what you want it to look like, and when you want it to happen, that's really the, the first component of retirement planning because without that, we don't have a place to, to really start helping you plan. Yeah, if you want to travel across the world, the answer to your retirement plan becomes a lot different and uh, a lot different situation than I just want to sit on the porch and you know watch the cars exactly, go by. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that's one of the first questions we ask when we're sitting down, you know, in our first appointment is you know what, what does retirement look like for you? I'm, I need to know if I'm planning for you know an airplane purchase. Somebody else sudden wants to be a pilot. I'm looking at a quarter to a half million dollar expenditure that I've got to work into the budget, or if they're just wanting to do some vacations and hang out with the grandkids. I mean, it's a pretty wide spectrum what we usually hear around here. I think the thing is just be comfortable with that fact that your retirement doesn't have to look like the person next door's. It can be different. It's your own, but it is going to impact your plan based on your decisions and your choices. So we just kind of need to know that going into it. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Number two on the list of things to check in with in your final working uh, years, that final decade of your working life, would be to know your numbers. What do we mean when we talk about knowing our numbers? The cornerstone of any uh, income plan that we put together is always the budget. Um, so people come in and I'll ask them, what do you spend on a regular basis? And, and they never get it right. So I'll ask them to, <laughs> yeah. to, to shoot off the hip in the appointment and I'll get anywhere from six to 10,000 a month. Um, they forget about property taxes and things that are annual automobile replacement, you know, things that you don't do on a monthly basis. So I'll take whatever they give me. We'll bump it up a couple thousand, send them home with a budget and inevitably it'll come back, you know, from 20 to 30% more than, than they actually thought going into it. But establishing what your actual lifestyle is going to, going to cost you. And that's not just basic necessities. That's vacations, hobbies, spoiling grandkids, medical expenses that are going to increase as you get older, all of the things that encapsulate your actual budget. We want to account for that now so we can plan on it and inflate it out for the rest of your life. Yeah, and, and I think a, another important component is just knowing knowing what you have. It's unbelievable the number of people that we talk to that, that don't aren't aware of what accounts they have, where they're located, with what institution, how much is in there. 
um, we spend a lot of, of time with our clients just uncovering and turning over those stones and, and finding these almost lost or hidden accounts. Um, you know, what are they? How do they work? Those are all questions we get. And we're kind of looking at them like, what institution is this even with? You know, it, it's sometimes very difficult to even put the puzzle together, to even know what we're starting with. So I would consider uh, taking some time to figure out what do you have? Where where is it located? And um, and kind of making a, a checklist or or a, a check sheet of that, and keeping a record of of knowing where where everything is, so that when you do go to make a retirement plan, you kind of have a, a basis for for how you're going to fund that and where it's also located at. So what do you have? Also, what are you spending? And realize yes. it sounds like uh, Jess that number is often a little out of whack with reality. It is. And, and you <laughs> yeah. know, the trend that I've noticed lately here is, uh, you know, I've got more clients that are spending and making uh, more in retirement than they were working. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's amazing to me that, you know, people and, and we've got a pretty good clientele. We, we, we screen out um, people that aren't a good fit. Um, but I've got people that are coming in here that were making one hundred and fifty thousand a year. And now they're they're generating or we're generating for them anywhere from one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand are spending all of it in retirement. So they've 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 lived conservatively so that they can retire you know in a really fun scenario instead right. of the other way around which like, is so exciting so yeah. exciting it's, it's disappointing when i get people that come in here that are spending every penny they've had they've you know they've had an exciting life and now all of a sudden they want to retire at 60 and they're just not going to make it mm. right. not a situation you want to be in but uh it sounds like the other one that you're describing is one of power certainly that people are able to discover and find out as they get to retirement and with proper planning that certainly happens all the time if you've got questions about anything we talk about on today's show you're listening to the noble capital radio hour with jess hamill and jonathan berkland members of the noble capital team i'm walter storehold steering the bus today if you want to get in touch here's the way to do it you want to find out about an upcoming event that you want to attend with some of your peers to learn about retirement planning and your financial plan or you want to come in for a one-on-one visit in the office you can do that by calling 512 492 3800 that's 512-492-3800 or go online to ncwealth.com nc as in noble capital wealth.com the place to go online and learn lots of great information there and get in touch with the team through the website as well we're talking about the final decade of your working life how important it is to start making the right decisions from a financial planning standpoint during that decade there's this key buzzword whenever we talk about retirement planning guys called income and we've got to estimate our income streams this seems like something you should really start doing at that 10-year mark and then probably what every single year kind of getting estimates on what that income is going to look like in retirement yeah, as, as long as as long as it is before you retire, there's nothing more disappointing than a 66 year old walking in saying, I, "You know, I retired last year, and I think maybe it's time I get a plan together." It amazes me the difference in mindset. We we think of retirement from an income standpoint. Period. I just want to re, kind of replicate having a job, but most people are coming in here with a with a, a kitty set to the side that they want to spin down, and they don't know how fast to spin it down. They don't want to run out, but they don't want to leave it sitting on the table, and so they're uncertain about how they're going to spend the retirement money. We want to take that and turn it into actual income streams. And that, that concept of having an income stream in retirement, for whatever reason, just seems foreign to most of the people when they first walk in the door. They think of Social Security, and very few people have a pension. A couple of people have uh, you know rental properties coming in here or there, but they don't even really think of that as income. They just throw it into the kitty and then spin the kitty down. Right, right. So the, the, the goal is to, to turn those income streams and that kitty into one, one large income stream that's, that's keeping up with inflation for, for lifetime income. 
Um, and that's, that's certainly easier said than done, but it's a lot easier uh, to do when you know what those income streams are. Social Security, if you have a pension, existing annuities, uh, rental income. It's great to have in mind and keep tally, kind of like Walter said, on annual basis of, of where you sit and project out where, when you're going to retire, if you're going to take Social Security late early, that sort of thing. And just have in mind, you know, how much money am I going to have that sort of mailbox money coming in the door? And then from that that foundation or that base, you can really build upon that to produce the income uh, in retirement that you're looking to have. And that's certainly something we do on a daily basis here. But I would say aside from not counting on income streams, the, the number one mistake I see people make is not accounting for inflation. Yes. I, had a, I had a client yeah. that came in the other day said, you know, I've got this small pension between both our social securities and the pension and the rental income we've got. We're fine. And like, yeah, you're in your mid to late 50s. You know, what are you going to do in 20 years? We started inflating it out. Their budget all of a sudden got almost double by the time they get older. Exactly. They were just shocked when they looked at it. Right, exactly. I had a conversation with my, my grandparents over the weekend about inflation and what things cost when they were my age, that sort of thing. And it's, it's amazing, you know. Um, you know, another 40 years from now, we're going to be buying loaves of bread with $100 bills. So um, you got you to gotta have that in mind, you know. My nickname is The Milkman. And, uh, yeah, I feel the pinch every time I go buy a new gallon of milk. I can't imagine <laughs> right. what my budget's going to look like for milk in a couple of years. Uh, it's going to be uh, going to be unfortunate. If inflation in general is a big concern, I imagine since it's kind of the uh, the ugly sister of of inflation would just be healthcare itself and trying to get a handle on that in the final 10 years of your working life would be another important thing to add to our list. There's a separation here that we like to identify um, from actual healthcare versus long-term care because they're two very different animals. But even just healthcare, the older we get, we're going to start having more health problems, more visits to the doctor. It's getting more expensive. Fortunately, as we plan these income plans out, we make them very fluid so we can change them as time goes on. But what we typically see over and over again is that as, as you get older and you start needing more medical attention and spend more on medical care, you're spending less on skiing the black slopes and doing all the fun stuff too. So we don't want to just throw it out there as a rule of thumb. But overall, what we have noticed, those things typically even out. And as long as we got a contingency plan in the back for it, we're doing pretty good before you enter into the long-term care phase. If somebody wants to, to call or text, we talk about calling or texting if people have questions all the time. If they do that, can you tell us a bit about the process or, or what happens from there? What can they expect? Absolutely. So uh, reach out to us. We'd like to go into one of our, our dinner events. So you'll come out, enjoy an evening with us and a nice meal. And we kind of talk through the basics of, of what exactly we do, right, for retirement planning and um, maybe some of the things that are top of mind for us, what general direction we like to, to take your retirement planning as you think about working with us. You know, we talked about the budget earlier. There's a number of those uh, things that, that really pertain to retirement that not everybody's thinking about. So come out to an event, learn about those things. And then if, if you decide you want to proceed, you can just sign right up and set your first appointment to come in and meet with us and get to know us a little bit better and see if, if we're the team you'd like to implement a retirement plan with. And I think, you know, Walter has mentioned several times how to reach out, but I'll let him remind you of that. Here's the way that you can find out about some of those upcoming dinner events. If you want to get your name on the list, you can go to ncwealth.com. It's that easy. ncwealth.com, your place to go. We've got a list of upcoming events throughout the area there on the site. You can click and sign up right now ncwealth.com is how you can do that or if you'd like to reserve a spot over the phone you can certainly do that by calling or sending a text to let us know your interest 512-492-3800 is the number call or text 512-492-3800 find out more about working with the team at noble capital wealth management some of the important things that you need to be doing to prepare for retirement it's all going to be covered at one of those upcoming events so make sure you get your name on the list come in have a conversation about what's going on in your financial life 512-492-3800 again that number
number to call or text. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour, and there's more on the docket. Stay with us. Austin's Talk, 1370. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berklin, the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. If you've got any questions on your mind that you need answering, don't hesitate to reach out to the team. You can dial 512-492-3800 to get in touch. That's 512-492-3800. A live representative will answer your question and get you set up for a time to meet with Jess, Jonathan, and the team. You can also visit us online for more information at Wealth. Dot com. On today's show, we're talking about emotional decision-making. You know, I think most people probably think that they make decisions based on logic and facts, but in truth, uh, emotions usually rule the day or at least play some vital role in the decision-making process for all of us. So, Jess and Jonathan, I'm just curious to, to kind of start this conversation out. What types of emotions do you find are likely to drive financial decisions for people? Well, definitely fear, fear of change being fear. the biggest one. Absolutely, um, you fear know, the, of change, the standing yeah. joke around here is that I'm not a financial advisor; I'm a therapist. Yes, so, <laughs> you, know, you, can, you can lead them to water, but you know, we'll sit down and and show somebody a plan that makes perfect sense. The math adds up; they're completely fine for the rest of their life, no matter how long they live. Um, but it's going to take some reallocation from what they're used to. You know, they're coming in with a thirty to forty, maybe forty-five year career span that, to them, investment means you know the market, and it's always liquid. So they come in and they say, hey, I've, you know, I've been through 2000, I've been through 2008, I'm not going to go through that again, the market's starting to top off, get me out of this and, and help me out. And so we set them up with something perfect, we go through three or four different appointments, and when it's time to do business, I get this you know, total look of shock, oh my God, that's a lot of money to move, you want to move a million and a half over? I'm like, well, yeah, that's what you said when you came in. Um, and it's basically fear of liquidity. People say, you know, I, I could go out and buy something for a million dollars. I'm not going to, but right now I could if I wanted to. So what you're doing here makes that a little bit more difficult. And so I'll turn it back around and say, okay, what, what are you going to buy for a million bucks? Are you going to spend a hundred grand a day? Well, no, of course. Um, so I have to kind of bring them back down off the ledge and, and explain to them that we're looking out for the rest of their life and everything they've been working for for the past 30 or 40 years to build this up. Now it's time to actually do with it what they intended to do. And they don't need you know, to have a million dollars of liquid tomorrow. Yes, that, that fear of change is certainly the driving factor. I mean, I, I myself, I'm not a lover of change, so I can, I can certainly sympathize with, with the clients that come through and, and kind of have that, that emotional uh, uh, fear. But it's, it's something that you just kind of have to take hold of and, and understand the, you know, the purpose of, of why we're here, why we're doing what we're doing. It's just to put us in a better position. And, and sometimes that little leap of faith is what's needed uh, to kind of move things forward and really be in a better place uh, emotionally as well as financially. Um, once you get to the other side and you have that confidence in retirement, it's huge. So those are the two extremes we really see is, you know, kind of before becoming a client and then after becoming a client, right? You know, it's, uh, it's that fear beforehand. Can I retire? What does it look like? Do I have enough money? It doesn't matter how much you have, how much money you know, does, is it going to take? And then the other side, which is, this is great. I'm so happy I did this. Um, you know, you're not worrying about when, where's that next paycheck is coming from because it's taken care of. When you have that fear, you guys are analyzing this as people come in and you're listening to them playing that, you know, psychoanalysis role. Uh, what are some of the mistakes that you've seen people make because of emotional decision making? Where does it take us down the wrong path? Well, overall, I think we did a pretty good job of walking people through it. Our appointment process is not quick. If you, if you meet a financial advisor within an hour or two of meeting you, if he's uh, telling you what to do with the rest of your life, you probably should excuse yourself. He doesn't know you well enough. So we'll do 
anywhere from three to four appointments, two to three hours a piece, and really dig down in there and, and help people understand that we're we're understanding what they're trying to do. So our our proposal to them is based on their actual needs. Um, but the biggest mistake I see is the is the wait. You know, well that sounds pretty good. Let us think about it. We want to wait a while. Like, yes. Well, what do you want to wait for? You're not getting younger. You're getting older. Well, we just want to wait and think about it. And I've seen people come in and do that and. Things have changed in that wait period, whether it's you know annuity rates or they get older, so life insurance policies don't work as well for them, or even our own funds dropping the rates down on that. So the environment that they're in when they come in is not always going to be the environment that they're in when they decide to come back. Um, and the other one is market timing. You know everything's good to go, and they want to wait, and all of a sudden the market takes a dive, and so they don't want to pull anything out of the portfolio because it's at a lower price. They want to wait some some more, and then it just kind of snowballs from there. Absolutely, procrastination that that kills a lot of retirement plans. Unfortunately, I think everybody's you know, certainly succumbs to procrastination every now and then, but it's important to just, uh, when you, when you're serious about making that, that big life change and, and setting yourself up for success in retirement to, to don't push that one off, go ahead and, and do what you need to do to, to put yourself in a good position. And you know, it's not always the client's emotions that, uh, get in there and screw up the process. Sometimes it's the existing advisor's emotions. Absolutely. So we'll sit down with somebody that's been at, I got to mention names, but a big box, um, advisor firm for a while. And they've gotten another advisor, and he, he may have done okay or maybe not so okay in the market, but they've, they've got an emotional tie to him. So we start looking at reallocating things to things that make more sense for their retirement. Um, we'll get on the phone, and we'll do some liquidation, and then they get out to the car, and their cell phone starts blowing up, and their existing advisor says, okay, what are you doing? And they'll say, well, you know, we met with these guys over here, and we're going to make this change and that change. And that advisor is more concerned about losing his AUM book than he is about the client's well-being. And oftentimes we'll convince them that the market is the absolute best place to be while you're in retirement, and they'll you know spout all kinds of quotes and uh, projections on the market, and sometimes we lose some people like that. That's really disheartening. Absolutely. I mean, we had a, a client, uh, or almost client, yeah. very similar to that, who came in, and you know the first words out of the mouth are just, "I'm afraid of the market. I don't like where I'm currently positioned. I want security in retirement. I don't have to worry about this. I want somebody else to do this, you know, manage this for me, and you know, I want to, I want to go live my happy retirement." And you know, what, what do we do better than that, right? I mean, that's exactly what we love to do. So we put together a great plan um, that we're confident in that the client, potential client here, likes. And we get down the road, we're, we're moving money, and, and out of the blue we get the, the call from the advisor who essentially, you know, turned turn this guy around um, and, and had him walk straight out our door, and, and that was it, you know, essentially convinced him to keep the money in the market, which is the exact opposite, um, you know, position that, that he wanted to be in when he came here because he didn't want to lose that money. Uh, potentially, you know, to the market. So yeah. it's certainly frustrating. And just so you know, as a listener, you know, we're not, if you want to keep it in the market, we can manage that for you too. It's Absolutely. not so much about getting out of the market. It's just when somebody comes in and says, I don't want to be in the market. I don't want my income to be on the roller coaster. Help me out. Um, that emotional tie to somebody they've known for a while um, can paint a really rose-colored glass, uh, right. you know, look through rose-colored glasses, and it really has nothing to do with the client. It's all about the advisor. Right, right. And he's speaking to that that core piece of, of, of income that's coming in the door, the mailbox money that should be there. Um, he was wanting that secure, just like Social Security, and uh, it just it wasn't happening for him where he was at, and he walked right back to it. So that can certainly be frustrating on our end, and we do our best to try to help people see through that and be objective as possible because you know that, that's our job to put people in the best position that we possibly can and, and accommodate their needs so when we see it go the other direction it's, it's certainly uh, kind of saddening but we do what we can and keep moving on so jess and jonathan i mean over the last couple of minutes we've covered some really important topics when it comes to financial and retirement planning these are some of the things i know that you discuss at your dinner events that happen here throughout the austin area can you give us a little bit of an expectation what we should be ready for if we want to come and attend one of these events 
Sure, of course. So, you know, everybody gets these invitations in the mail. Um, a lot of you have gone to several of the seminars from um, other people that dabble in the same business as us. What I can tell you is that what you're going to hear at our seminar is going to be fairly different from what you're used to hearing elsewhere. We've got a couple of topics that other people don't even have the ability to touch on. But for the most part, come out, enjoy a nice dinner. Listen to us tell you some alternatives to the way that you typically think of retiring. And if the things that we point out to you make sense, then you can make an appointment to come in and sit down with me. It's a no-obligation appointment. It's about an hour. And I'm just going to give you a second opinion on what it is that you're doing. A lot of people don't even have a plan, so we're going to show you the way we want to do it. And if you like it, then we can move forward. If not, then we'll shake hands, and hopefully I've met a new friend. If you want to sign up for one of these upcoming events, uh, again, a free dinner event here in the Austin area, you can find the list of events online at ncwealth.com. You can view the events and then even register for them right there on the site, ncwealth.com is your place to go. You can also call or text your interest, and uh, we'll respond right back to you. 512-492-3800 is the number. That's 512-492-3800 if you'd like to attend an upcoming event. Learn a little bit more about Noble Capital Wealth Management. Learn the seven common mistakes that retirees and pre-retirees make and how to avoid them. So much great information. We'll pack it into a great night and a great meal along the way as well. ncwealth.com or call or text 512-492-3800 to reserve your spot today. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Visual, verbal, physical, social, solitary. Like you found out in school, we all learn a little differently. So why be forced to learn about retirement one single way? At Noble Capital Wealth Management, we've created all sorts of ways for you to learn the right way to plan for your financial future. Our radio show is here to get you thinking about retirement. We also have dinner events where you can gather with your peers and learn in a group setting. Or if you're more of a one-on-one type, you can come in for a personal visit with our team. Whichever way you learn the best, we're going to meet you there. So give us a call at 512-492-3800 to take your learning to the next level and get a solid retirement plan in place. That's 512-492-3800. Or check out the website for more information, ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Hey, it's Jess Hamill with Noble Capital. Are you making your retirement a priority? Do you have a plan to generate income in retirement? Have you worked hard to accumulate a nest egg and now your only plan is to spend it down? If any of these questions make you stop and think, you need to attend our upcoming dinner event. We'll talk about generating retirement income in ways you probably won't expect. Seats fill up quickly, so reserve your spot today. Go to ncwealth.com or call 512-492-3800. That's ncwealth.com or call 512-492-3800. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Jess and Jonathan a little bit better on today's show. Guys, I'm just curious. What's the farthest you've ever been away from home? Well, Jonathan is a world traveler in his, in his age, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let him answer that one first. Farthest I've been away from home. Gosh. I'm trying to think about the, uh, the lay of the land, so to speak. I've been to Europe uh, a couple times. I've been fortunate enough to do that. Most recently, we actually we were over there to, together, so we, yeah. we may have the same answer, potentially. It is. Mine, uh, mine will be the same as yours, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, so So we went to, to, to Prague over the summer, kind of a business trip that we extended a little bit and, and had some fun on, so we had a great time over there in Prague. I've actually been over to Turkey, though. 
I believe sounds like it's a little further. I believe away. that's further east. Depends on which yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Istanbul might be might be the furthest away from home that I've ever been. Uh, very cool place. So, yeah. Sweet. I don't think you can beat that, can you? I can't beat it. My answer is the same. So we went to London. We, we were going to Prague, and then we added London to it um, for a few days just to have some fun because he's been and I haven't. Um, so definitely Prague. And I was I've always wanted to go to Moscow. And so I'm sitting here in Austin, Texas, thinking, hey, you know, Prague, Moscow, it's all on the other side of the world. So I thought we'll just run over to Moscow while we're there. It's actually further from Prague to Moscow than it is from here to Prague. So no way. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't by, sound By about 300 miles, but still, it's, 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 it's a good ways. Wow. Yeah. That does not sound believable. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Real quick, favorite thing about Prague? Oh, favorite thing about Prague. Um, gosh, just, just walking through the, the old city that's, that's older than anything you could possibly ever see here in the States by hundreds of years, you know. Uh, the, the Charles Bridge, of course, is probably the, the, the iconic uh, place to go there in Prague, uh, built in, like, I think the 1300s. Just walking across that along with, you know, several hundred other people. <laughs> but just enjoying the, the scenery on the water there. Uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful city. Awesome. So for me, it was it was the amazing uh, engineering feats and architecture these guys did, you know, anywhere from 400 to 1,000 years ago. I mean, looking, we're in uh, these churches that are 1,000 or so years old yeah. with arches that are 20, 30 feet in the air supported by themselves with perfectly cut, you know, blocks of rock. And I'm looking at it going, how, how did you do that without electricity, without light, without any, you know, modern tools? They were just barely into the, the Iron Age right there, but that was, that was fantastic. Going yeah. through the old churches and seeing the architecture was fantastic for me. Yeah. We Thanks. come back to our workshops with all the power tools and, you know, can't even cut a, a piece of wood in two properly. You know, <laughs> exactly. How did they do it? Very cool. Well, thanks for sharing those stories with us, and that's getting to know the team at Noble Capital a little bit better on today's show. Back to the financial talk coming up. Stay with us. When you reflect on your life, what would you like to see as your fondest memories? Summers at your favorite vacation spot? Ice cream with the grandkids after their first t-ball game? Maybe it was your great adventure across the world. Of course, those memories are still in the future, although they're not as far away as you might think. Be sure you have a financial plan to make them happen. Don't find yourself worrying while enjoying that ice cream. Peace of mind is attainable in your retirement. With the proper planning, you can secure a meaningful retirement. In the Austin area, reach out to the Noble Capital Wealth Management Team for help building a custom, comprehensive, and complimentary financial plan. Call 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or reserve a time to meet online at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Opening up the mailbag once again here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. Questions for the Noble team from folks like you. Submit your questions online at ncwealth.com. Today's question comes to us from Norm in Georgetown. Norm says, how much... Jess and Jonathan, uh, risk is appropriate to take with my investments now that I'm retired. So that's a that's a broad stroke. Um, I look at three different types of risk in retirement. So one is what's the risk you want to take with your income, and then a whole separate conversation after we get your income put together is what kind of a risk do you want in your portfolio that I spread into two categories. What's the risk that you won't get the return that you were looking for, and what's the risk that you'll lose your principal? So. 
there's no way to really answer that. But what I will say is that after we sit down and go through putting together an income plan that is comprehensive, we have a separate conversation after that about um, the risk in the remaining part of your portfolio that you're not uh, really relying on. I'll let Jonathan kind of capitalize on that a little bit. Cause that's, yeah. that's, his, that's his forte. I'm very um, happy that you're, you're concerned about the risk you're taking. That tells me you're probably taking a little bit too much risk and you know that. So it's, it's certainly uh, wise of you to come in and, and take the opportunity to sit down and really have the conversation. It's certainly not a one-size-fits-all approach. But um, the, the thing you want to do is is really think about those things like Jess was saying, think about your income versus you know the, the rest of the money, so to speak, and really put a plan together that, that speaks to you. If you want uh, lots of mailbox money coming in, um, you know, above and beyond Social Security, then let's sit down and talk about that. If you're, if you're a, you know, a market player, you're really ready to take some risk, then we can certainly put a, a plan together to take advantage of that too. So it really depends upon where your heart is and, and where you're set on that and, and how much uh, risk tolerance you have individually. But uh, props to you for thinking about it. My other takeaway from this question, guys, and this isn't to pick on Norm, but a little red flag goes up for me just from listening to you guys on this show and, and, and some of the things that we've learned about retirement and financial planning. You're asking about how much risk is appropriate, and you're already retired. And that seems like yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, right. the, the now that I'm retired uh, is the biggest problem I have. Yeah. yeah, sort of the, the question within the question. You want people getting that question answered when? How far out from retirement? Yeah, the sooner the better. Any any you know, forty year old, I'm happy to sit down with, but that's probably a little bit too soon unless they're trying to pull something at fifty. But anywhere from five to eight years before they actually think they'll realistically retire, up until after they're already retired, we we help a lot of people that are already retired. But ideally, I'd say five to eight years before their true retirement goal. Not saying that there isn't something that can be done for somebody in Norm's situation. You've already pulled that retirement trigger, but definitely the ideal situation is start getting a handle on that question of risk well before that time. So if you, whether you are retired already or maybe you're in that category of approaching retirement, if you don't know these types of answers to how much risk am I supposed to, how much should I be taking, what's appropriate for me, get those answers, and you can get that with the Noble Capital Wealth Management team by picking up the phone and giving a call, 512 492 3800. Find out about upcoming events in the area or schedule a time to meet one on one if you prefer that uh, to meet with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. 512 492 3800 is the number. 512 492 3800. We're also online at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. And I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who will look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that will protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge, I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. In the Austin area, reach out to the Noble Capital Wealth Management Team for help building a custom, comprehensive, and complimentary financial plan. Call 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or reserve a time to meet online at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Austin's Talk 1370.
Thanks for being with us on Noble Capital Radio Hour today. Walter Storholt alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. Jess is the Vice President of Noble Capital Wealth Management. Jonathan is an advisor with the team serving you throughout the Austin area. We have fun each and every week here on the program. Learning a little bit about financial and retirement planning. If you've got questions for the team, reach out at any time at 512-492-3800. That's the 512 area code, 492-3800. And you can get in touch and find out more information online as well at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Guys, let's talk about some of the folks who have good intentions when it comes to their financial lives and retirement planning. But they're often giving bad financial advice to those around them. All right. So we're calling this the best of intentions, but maybe not so great on the execution standpoint. I'm sure you've got plenty of stories where you've seen this before, where uh, let's start with the closest members. Somebody comes into your office, they're getting information, advice, guidance from family members, but it's just missing the mark a little bit. Do you see that happen from time to time? All the time. So, you know, we talked about emotions being the number one thing that we deal with here. This is absolutely number two, and, and they they tie together. Um, the, the family member is trying to give advice on stuff that they don't really know about or maybe even outdated advice. Uh, we had a couple that came in here, probably been six months now, put together a great plan, and, and part of that plan included a couple of annuities, and the, the lady was just like instantly put on the brakes. Oh, no, I don't want anything to do with annuities. So I, I knew somebody had been, you know, giving her some bad advice. So I said, okay, wh- what's the problem with annuities? And she said her brother had told her not to get an annuity. And I was trying to dig a little bit about what his expertise was. Apparently, he didn't have a whole lot. And so I finally asked her, I said, well, when did he tell you this? And you're not going to believe this. In 1992. <laughs> oh. going all the way back 30-plus oh, years. Man. Um, at some point, her brother told her not to get an annuity because he knew somebody that knew somebody that had an annuity that annuitized it and, and lost control of the money. And, and for 30 years, she's holding on to that, um, still having a roadblock to even listening to what I'm trying to explain to her. Yes, yeah, it's it's super frustrating when you get uh, when you when you have that happen, and uh, really the, the only thing we can do is just try to try to educate. You know, that's really what what we're doing right now. Uh, just trying to, to to set the stage for the reality that is retirement planning, not maybe what you heard from from those family members that uh, don't know what they're talking about, or they used to know what they're talking about, but you know, here we are, ten, fifteen years later, and and things have changed. You know, we're the ones keeping up with it, not them. We'll exactly. we'll save the you know full in and out annuity one hundred and one segment for another part of the show sometime. But what was your reaction to her, Jess? I mean, how did that play out, and were you able to kind of walk through that education with her and and kind of get to a, a point where she kind of understood a little bit better? I was so I, I, at first I tried to draw out of her what the actual problem was, and and you know sometimes people will hear do or don't do something, and then they'll, there's some follow up on it. But she didn't even have that. The guy just told her don't do it. She didn't even know why. So. I go all the way back and say, okay, if you were listening to this in the early 90s, here's why people didn't like annuities. So we go through the whole um, you know, pitch on what was wrong with the annuities of the early 90s and the late 80s, and then show her what has been done to correct that since then and how, the difference, you know, how they were different from back then. And in the end, we put together a great plan that also included annuities, and they were perfectly happy with it. Interesting to see that. And also just a testament to the power of family, though, to just a small comment 30 years ago <laughs> leads to this long-held belief that impacts somebody's financial life and their future yeah. decisions. It's amazing it's when crazy. you trace it back like that. Yeah, wow. Exactly. Well, we don't get it just from family members. Uh, we go out to the golf course. We go into the book club. We go into anywhere where our friends are 
and friends. We probably all have a few that are certainly opinionated about certain things, and they're going to let you know similarly what they think about certain things. Have you seen friends steer people in the wrong direction when they were trying to be helpful? Absolutely. And friends can even be more powerful, right? Because you have to sort of keep up with the Joneses, right? So you can't, you can't let them, you know, show that you're, you don't, you aren't intelligent on retirement <laughs> matters or any matters for that, for that point, right? So when you're on the golf course and yeah, your friend says, uh, you know, have you bought so at such and such stock or, or make sure you don't, you don't purchase those annuities, you really take those things to heart and kind of run with them more than you really should. Um, and so, yeah, we have people that come in with some sort of impression on, on why something is good or bad, or they come in and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of lay out the plan and show them what what we think they should do and well i want to make sure we do this one specific thing because you know joe bob the other day told me that that's the best thing to do and it's kind of like where's that coming from you know so gotta get on that bitcoin jonathan exactly right (laughs) yeah so we kind of have to 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 break down kind of like we we did with the the family like jess was talking about like where is this coming from why why do you want to go that direction and and what is your knowledge on that you know so it's not always preconceived notions either you know we'll get halfway through the process and somebody will go out to dinner with a couple of other couples um, you know, and you put somebody at dinner, everybody's trying to one up each other. The wine starts flowing by the end of the dinner. Everybody's exaggerating their portfolio and what they've got going on. All right. And some, and people will start bragging on what they're doing with us. Hey, we've met these, these guys over here. This, this fantastic plan. Here's what we're doing. And then we start laying it out. The people that are all, you know, market people, um, just start to trash it. Oh, this is crazy. You don't want to do that. Stick in the market. Look what I'm doing. I got a 24% gain here and I'm buying this stock. Um, you know, the alcohol starts flowing, the exaggerations start going and people will come back to a third appointment saying, you know, we've been thinking about it and I've talked to my friend and I've got to go back and kind of walk them through it and undo it and get them back on track. Yeah, so it, back, it comes from both directions. It's all the emotions, right? Back to emotions. But, um, that, that's a huge part of it is just, uh, making, keeping people on track and focused on, on their objectives and goals and not confusing that with somebody else's, right? That's where friends kind of get in the way sometimes. Let them be your friends out there in the world, in the golf course, at the dinner table and, and leave them out of your retirement matters. Yeah, I like that. Point. I like that. A lot. I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> Leave them on the golf course. Uh, yeah, exactly. Especially if you had a rough day on the back nine. Uh, right. So you've got family, you've got friends in your ear, uh, maybe trying to help you, but maybe steering you in the wrong direction for these various reasons that we've been talking about here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. If you're just joining us, Walter Storholt here alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berklin, the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management. It's not just from those that are closest to us in those ways, though, guys. Sometimes it comes from other professionals, and this is not meant to uh, to bash a particular financial industry, but CPAs, I've heard stories of often kind of pushing people off of the right track financially by accident. So that I ran into that 10, 12 years ago. I don't see it as much these days, and okay. I don't know. I don't know if it's TurboTax that's pulling everybody away from their CPAs, or if, the, <laughs> if that generation of CPAs is just getting older and, and kind of chilling out. Um, but I don't see CPAs derailing with bad advice nearly as much now as I did a decade ago. Fortunately, fortunately, yeah, and you know, and we're we're certainly uh, not saying even if they did that they don't know what they're talking about. But you know, CPAs do their own thing. We do our own thing. We don't hold ourselves out to be CPAs. We don't we don't personally do your tax returns, none of that sort of stuff. So we'll let them do their thing, and we'll do our thing. And I think it's just important to note that. You know, CPAs aren't necessarily financial advisors and, and vice versa. So, um, you know, a lot of times we'll we'll have a specific investment um, and it may not be something that the CPA has seen before. They start asking questions, trying to understand it. And that can be misinterpreted as, um, oh, they're, they're concerned about it. Um, I should be concerned, too. Well, not necessarily. No. Uh, oftentimes those kind of misunderstandings are resolved by just a conversation between us and that CPA. And uh, we can kind of get back on track pretty quickly and really no harm, no foul. But, you know, it's important that your financial professionals communicate. So we like to um, try to try to keep that, um, you know, 
in-house as much as we can and, and that we kind of have our, our own CPA that we do refer people to. So a lot of times we can already have those situations resolved before they even start if, you, if you're working with somebody that we're familiar with. But um, if not, you know, we can certainly um, connect with them and, and resolve any issues that might come about from misinformation. Well, it's also even as disconcerting as that. It's not so much of CPAs saying don't do that, that's bad advice. It's CPAs that have been doing tax returns for a couple forever and they've got just earned income. I mean, they're, they don't they don't really know much more or, or focus much more on just how to file a you know 1040. So we start throwing things in there that they're not used to seeing that are more retirement related, and the CPA doesn't understand the taxability of it. They're they're actually incorrect. So they'll start giving bad advice on how it's taxed, and then the client comes back saying, "Wait a minute, I talked to my CPA," and then we've got to basically turn around and do the CPA's job. So you know, <laughs> not, I'm not saying CPAs are bad, but some of these guys that have been around for 30 years doing the same couple's tax return for 30 years, the same stuff every single year, um, they're not keeping up with the continuing education. They've got other CPAs on staff that are you know most likely doing their CE for them and just taking the turn the credits in. Um, they're just stuck. They're stuck in the 90s and the 80s, and they don't understand the taxability or the tax advantages of some of the things that we do today. Right, right. Things change in retirement, so you have to make sure your CPA can keep up with that. So. I know we could do a whole show on this, but I feel it's important to highlight, too, is there's a big difference between tax filing and tax planning. Can you guys touch on that for a moment? Yeah, so I'll, I'll quote Jaden on this one. It's my, it's my most fun one. Most people's CPAs just fill out forms and keep them out of jail. They're not giving them tax advice. There's a few <laughs> of them out there that know what they're talking about. For the most part, people are just, you know, they're getting their, their return done. Um, somebody tells them, you know, be careful with Roth conversions. It might be a tax issue for you. They let them run and go figure it out. But other than that, most people are just filing your taxes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good way to put it. I like that. All right, I'm going to try not to blow Jess's top off with this last point here. But uh, <laughs> so, uh, he may disagree with the very premise of what I'm about to say, because this whole segment's been about people who have your the right intentions in mind in trying to help you, but they often will steer you in the wrong direction. One of the main sources people get financial information, guidance, and yes, even the word advice is from financial experts in the media. Uh, what do you guys think? You know, I go back and forth on whether I can actually mention this guy's name, so I'll mention it. We can, we can maybe we can edit out later. Um, you know, we a lot of times advice is coming to clients from you know on the TV or on the internet it has very little to do with them, and like I said before, it has more to do with the person giving the advice. So I was in here one day. I don't hear very well, so my daughter came up for lunch, and she showed me something on a computer that we put up on the TV that I got on the wall. So we turned the, the volume up, which is not usually up. So I looked at it. We had our lunch. She left. I turned the volume down to what I thought was all the way down, but it wasn't quite all the way down. And so I'm sitting here at my desk, and all of a sudden I hear somebody screaming, I will die and go to hell before I ever sell an annuity. I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? I thought somebody was in the, the, the reception area, you know, like pitching a fit. So I run out there, and I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? Everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. And I come back into the office, and Ken Fisher's up on my, my TV screaming about how bad annuities are. And uh, he said, you know, send off from my 12-page booklet on everything you need to know about annuities. So I, I sent off for it. The first page lists 10 things that anybody with a brain would ask about annuities, and the next 11 pages were all about how awesome the market is in retirement. So people are listening to things that they see on TV that may be a different agenda um, that are not necessarily looking out for them, um, that are actually looking out for the advisor itself. So this guy's got a big book of business, and as people start retiring, especially when the baby boomers all started retiring at one time, they're pulling their money out of the market and allocating it to other asset classes, and who's losing money but the guy on the TV. So I do see people reading articles on the Internet or listening to things on TV that are not necessarily geared toward their best interest. 
but towards the interest of the person that wrote the article that's on TV. Absolutely. And, and then you get the, the articles that are sort of uh, false authority, I guess. Like the other day we had a, a client who said, you know, after we put a plan into place, oh, I read this article on Yahoo, you know, and you know, it's <laughs> Yahoo reposting some article from somebody's blog, you know, talking about this, that, and the other. And it's kind of like, why, why would you why would you run and go with those ideas and, and misconceptions rather than, than kind of listening to, to what we have to say? But I understand, you know, people are looking for, you know, that to kind of double check their sources and make sure that, you know, this huge life decision they're making uh, doesn't goes off without any hiccups, doesn't have any issues. But it's really important to understand the filter through which you're kind of uh, interpreting that, that media, how it's coming at you. I mean, lots of people have agendas. Um, everybody has an agenda and that's how they're approaching it. So just watch out when you're reading those articles. Um, there's some good information out there, certainly, but you kind of have to filter it through your own filter and, and apply it to what you're doing rather than what they'd like you to do with it. Over the last couple of minutes, we've covered some really important topics when it comes to financial and retirement planning. These are some of the things I know that you discuss at your dinner events that happen here throughout the Austin area. Can you give us a little bit of an expectation, what we should be ready for if we want to come and attend one of these events? Sure, of course. So, you know, everybody gets these invitations in the mail. Um, a lot of you have gone to several of the seminars from um, other people that dabble in the same business as us. What I can tell you is that what you're going to hear at our seminar is going to be fairly different from what you're used to hearing elsewhere. We've got a couple of topics that other people don't even have the ability to touch on. But for the most part, come out, enjoy a nice dinner. Listen to us tell you some alternatives to the way that you typically think of retiring. And if the things that we point out to you make sense, then you can make an appointment to come in and sit down with me. It's a no-obligation appointment. It's about an hour, and I'm just going to give you a second opinion on what it is that you're doing. A lot of people don't even have a plan, so we're going to show you the way we want to do it. And if you like it, then we can move forward. If not, then we'll shake hands, and hopefully I've met a new friend. If you want to sign up for one of these upcoming events, uh, again, a free dinner event here in the Austin area, you can find the list of events online at ncwealth.com. You can view the events and then even register for them right there on the site, ncwealth.com is your place to go. You can also call or text your interest, and uh, we'll respond right back to you. 512-492-3800 is the number. That's 512-492-3800 if you'd like to attend an upcoming event. Learn a little bit more about Noble Capital Wealth Management. Learn the seven common mistakes that retirees and pre-retirees make and how to avoid them. So much great information. We'll pack it into a great night and a great meal along the way as well ncwealth.com or call or text 512-492-3800 to reserve your spot today. And that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. For Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland, I'm Walter Storholt. Have a great rest of your weekend. We'll see you next time back here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers and not those of Noble Capital or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest, an offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal tax or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent 
independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Noble Capital, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all investments involve inherent risk of total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value, and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial investment and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Noble Capital. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. The provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent of Noble Capital.